Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hello and welcome to the Marston Pursuit Podcast. It's Friday. Yeah, it's Friday, the 31st of December. And this is episode 92. And we're out and about in Epping Forest through the slushy mud for something of a recovery ramble today. I'll talk about that in a sec. It's a very mild day. The birds are singing, they're enjoying it. They woke me up this morning as well with all their singing. I guess you, they could be forgiven for thinking it's March with the kind of warm temperatures. I'm going to say mild, but it's warm. 12 to 15 degrees, 31st of December. What's that all about? Anyway, I'm well used to it because I've just got back from Lanzarote. It was a bit even warmer than that. Nice little break over Christmas, even extended it by a couple of days, having so much fun, just didn't want to come back, it didn't sound much fun back here, so try to stay away, enjoy the sunshine, why not, why not, had a good time, we were out there, with the running it was about building back up after Covid, a few if you remember my COVID woes, and it sounds like everyone's had COVID woes, but my COVID woes were in November, and it took me a bit of time to get back to some kind of health in which I could run. I built myself up in Lanzarote bit by bit, day by day. Probably did a bit too much by the end, but was enjoying myself too much. So it's just getting out there. All good. So lucky, really, really lucky. Really grateful that I had the opportunity to be in the sunshine, get in the mountains, the volcanoes, have a bit of fun running around. Having a bit of fun with the children. As well, of course. And I do appreciate that for many people it's been a difficult Christmas. Uh, It's been a difficult Christmas for lots of people. And it's been a difficult year as well. From the beginning to the end. The middle of it was alright. But the end and the beginning were memorable for all the wrong reasons. But we reflected last time, last session, last episode... Along with the hills, we did a bit of reflecting on the year. A little bit of looking back. Now's the time to look forward. It's New Year's Eve. We're rolling into 2022. Let's get into some goal setting. Now, it's obviously this period of the, of the year. We do a bit of reflecting, we do a bit of goal setting. And we look at what we want to achieve how we want things to be different 
and they're often framed as New Year's resolutions. What are your New Year's resolutions going to be? And I remember back when I was a, a more cynical, perhaps even more cynical person than I am now, I used to think, New Year's resolutions, what is that all about? The 31st of December is one day, January the 1st is the next one. What's the difference? And also, grew tired of seeing people set ambitious resolutions that they run out of energy for almost, almost immediately on returning to work or school. As you adopt back into, or go back into old rhythms and habits and behaviours and those ideas that you had of doing things differently in 2022 quickly fall by the wayside and by the end of January you've probably forgotten what they are I remain cynical about people setting big lofty aims at the beginning of the year but I also think fair enough let's reflect Let's plan. Let's at least have some aspiration for things to be different. And then let's try and figure out how we can create sustainable difference. How we can make sure that whatever it is we want to achieve, whatever it is we want to do, can be sustained beyond the first few days, the first few weeks, the first month. And in running, of course, you've got, you're, you're bound to see Veganuary, I don't know if that's how you say it, I suppose that's not just a running thing, but it tends to crop up in running circles, or Red January, run every day, all well intended, but unsustainable for most people. So we're going to try and cover that today, we're going to try and get into goal setting and talk about sustainability. I'm going to pick off a six stage process, it's really five, but it's sort of five or six, depending on which way you look at it. And of those there are three that will help with that sustainability, so we'll, we'll get into that. So we're jogging nice and easy all the way around Epping Forest or for as long as it takes for me to get this off my chest so the first thing the first stage of the process that I like to work to when I coach people is what what is it you're trying to do what do you want to do sounds pretty straightforward but let's think about that in a little bit more depth And I dare say you've heard of or heard me talk of or heard other people talk of the concept of SMART goals. SMART being an acronym for specific, measurable, ambitious, realistic and time bound. Just quickly whiz through those now. So specific. It could be very easy to go into 
particularly this period of the year, and say, right, I want to get healthy. That's my goal. But what does that mean? I want to get healthy. Does it mean you want to lose weight? You want to feel happier? You want to be fitter? Faster? Eat better? What does it mean? Be specific. With your running goals, be specific. I want to run, I want to build up to the marathon. I want to improve my 5k. I want to enjoy my running. I want to explore, be adventurous, be specific. And that feeds into the second part of SMART, which is measurable. So how do you make that goal measurable? I want to be healthy. Well, could be losing weight, could be getting fitter, getting faster. Try and figure out how you can measure it. And the measurements in running are easy, aren't they? You can talk about volumes and distance, number of times of running, hours on your feet, speed over time. So running's brilliant for that, highly quantifiable. But it doesn't have to be about numbers. Can you measure how you feel? I feel good. I feel happy. I feel alive. On a scale of one to ten, how do I feel? Whatever that feeling that you're seeking is. So how can you measure things? Oh yeah. The A, moving on, is about ambition. Now all the best goals are difficult ones to reach. So much more rewarding. So much more rewarding when you hit a difficult to reach goal. And therefore it's so much more motivating in the process. And those easy to reach goals are the reverse, aren't they? Quickly become demotivating. Not that exciting to hit. Not that challenging. Not going to create any change. But they can be too ambitious as well. You may well want to compete in the marathon in the Commonwealth Games, the European Championships or the World Championships this summer. But do you have the qualifying time? You've got the capability to get the qualifying time. Have you got the time to train? Are there other people going to be quicker than you? Let's be realistic in those goals as well. Because equally, overly ambitious goals are demotivating as well. So far out of reach, you might as well not bother. Save your effort. Focus it somewhere else. Thank you. So pepper it with a healthy dose of realism. 
and then finally make it time bound an endlessly rolling goal a can being kicked down the road is also likely to lead to demotivation eventually so put some time frame on it I want to run a sub 20 minute 5k by the end of March so we've got specificity as in we know what distance we're going for we know what we're trying to do it's measurable you want to do it in less than 20 minutes let's pretend it's ambitious you can do 20 minutes and 30 seconds maybe 40 seconds and it's realistic it's not 25 trying to get down to 20 and it's time bound by the end of March thank you So that's the first stage, that's the what. Got a bit of way to go before we get through all of this. Because it's definitely not as simple as just saying what you're going to do. It's a bit like this idea that gets floated around a little bit that if you dream it, you can achieve it. Well, not really. There's a whole bunch of missing stuff in the middle. And this is that missing stuff. Now the first thing I'm going to say actually is back, back a stage. So what was stage one? If you're struggling with your what and you're feeling a bit lost, a good place to go is back to stage zero and talk about your and think about your values. What's important to you? What makes you tick? Where are you happy? Where are you in flow? Because in there, there, there will be some gold dust. And even if you've got your what, it's really worth checking back into your values to assure yourself that your what is not incongruent with who you are and what makes you tick. And it's not always easy to determine your own value set. So speak to someone else. A loved one, a partner, family member, a good friend, a coach even. Get to grips with your values. So that's stage zero, and that's why I was talking about stage five stages or six, depending on the way you're looking at it. The values bit sort of underpins it all, really. I'm going to further talk about that before. So stage, stage two, jumping back over what? 
let's get into the why. If you dream it, you can achieve it. Yeah, but why? Why that thing and why you? And this really plays to one of the great values of, of the milestone pursuit, which is courage. It's not an uncommon thing to have as a value. And the way I talk about courage is that it's about letting your heart overrule your head. Because there are times as we pursue our goals, as we pursue our running milestones in particular, where it gets hard. And when it gets hard, we question ourselves. And if we're trying to get under 20 minutes for 5k, let's say, we've really got to know why that's important to us at a deep underlying emotional level in order for us to do the work that's outside of our comfort zone to get there. Your head, particularly in running, will tell you to stop. Will tell you you've had enough. You've done enough. That you need to preserve some energy and some effort for later in the day. That there's no need for you to destroy yourself now. But your head doesn't know that you're going to stop. Your head doesn't know that you've got these goals the thing that is designed to shut you down to prevent you from getting into trouble and you've got to overrule that at times when it when you're trying to reach hard goals difficult challenges there are times when you need to say no I'm pushing through this because this goal is important to me because and the deeper you can take that that why, that deeper underlying emotional reason, the more likely it is to work. And almost always, it relates to a very personal, very emotional factor. And that is a good thing. It usually relates to somebody else trying to prove something to someone, show something to someone. That someone could be you. But it might be someone else. It might be your parents. It might be your children. It might be the people around you who said you couldn't do it. Or the people around you who say you can. why then, then becomes really important as we go through and knowing why is often one of the big mistakes people make in their New Year's resolutions is that their why or they've got a why and that it might be quite nice to be a bit healthier or to attend cookery classes or to learn how to fly fish might be a nice thing to do but why is it important? Why is it important enough to make compromises for? 
why is it important enough to create change in the way that you live? Ask yourself why. Act like a kid. Act like the annoying four-year-old who goes, why? To every question until you end up questioning whether the universe actually exists. I've done a bit of that myself lately. Space. Don't think about it. It is mental. How did it start? No, let's not go there. Let's not go there. Let's get into stage three. So you know why, you know your what. They're hopefully underpinned by your values. They're congruent with your values. What's going to stop it happening? What is going to stop you achieving your goals? Let's think about that. Write them down. This is important. You can break this into two different sections. The first is the internal. What about you? Is it that's going to stop you achieving your goals? Is it that you're not fit enough? Is it that you don't have the right equipment? Thanks. Is it that you don't have the tools? Is it a skill you need to develop? Or is there a confidence issue? What's the barrier? What's the internal barrier? Imposter syndrome, we talked about that before. That often holds people back from achieving new goals. Difficult to reach ones. Ones outside their comfort zone. So that's one column on your piece of paper. The second one is external. What are the external factors that are going to stop you achieving your goals? Well, I want to run for Britain in the World Championships, but I might not be the fastest three. This is hypothetical, of course. This isn't actually me. There might be other people who are quicker than me. Can't do a lot about that. That's external. It might be that the races will get cancelled. That's external. So what are the barriers? What's going to stop you? Now it doesn't mean that it's all negative and there will be loads of things in the way. It doesn't have to be, this doesn't have to be the point at which you go, oh, nah, actually I can't do it. I won't do it. And it's not the point at which the dream collapses either. It's the point at which you build your plan. So you've got your resolution, you've got your goal. You know why it's important to you. You know what the barriers are. Now the fifth stage in the process, actually the fourth stage in the process, sorry, is to plan your way around those barriers and pass three horses. Thank you. So the barriers form your plan. 
and you can take your plan out as far as you want but the key thing with the plan is to bring it back to actions that you can take tomorrow and I've said this before that in my mind elite athletes are, are some of the best people around at setting goals and understanding about how to set goals in that they know that they want to let's say compete at the 2024 Olympics but they know what they need to do tomorrow to get there they know what they need to work on or at least they think they know and they break it down day by day focusing entirely on the process and to an extent letting the outcome take care of itself so that plan like I say can be long term but it's important to break it down into manageable tasks things that you can do easily and quickly that take you in the right direction and this is one of the great thing about goals versus new year's resolutions is that while you might have a fixed idea let's get to a busy road clear over I go back into the forest it might have a fixed idea of what it is you want to achieve but things change and you can adapt your goal along the way and that goal instead of becoming a millstone rather than a milestone something that's hanging heavily around your neck It becomes something that sets your direction of travel, gives you purpose, gives you a sense of what you're doing and helps you make decisions. It doesn't always come off, we don't always meet our dreams, but they can set the direction of travel. And give us purpose. And once we've had our plan, we've got our plan together, Here's the critical part, stage number five, is the review. And I'm sure we've all had those performance reviews, appraisals, objective setting exercises, where we write down six or seven things we want to do in the context of our work, sit down with our line manager, agree what we're going to try and target, what we're going to be rewarded for and then gets filed onto well it used to get put into a folder now it gets filed somewhere in, on the HR portal and completely forgotten about that's not what this is this is about reviewing on an ongoing basis how you're doing against those short-term objectives that ladder up to the longer term and amend the plan perhaps even amend the goal along the way that review process is the bit that, that often goes missing when people set their goals pretty much in any context
and that's where the magic really sits so there's our five stages I've got some funny looks from people up ahead we've got the what underpinned by stage zero the values we've got the why we've got the barriers that can stop us external and internal we've got the plan that builds up gradually and we've got the review process which helps you understand how you're performing but there are three points in that cycle that little stage those little stages that make all of this sustainable which is what I was talking about at the very beginning and these are therefore the critical elements they are the values in the first place so making sure that whatever it is you want to do is congruent with your values so for example if you wanted to set a new resolution that you wanted to cook better or learn how to cook but you've got no interest in food whatsoever and it's not really likely to work that's a random example I could have picked anything that's the first of the three the values the second of the three is the why it's understanding the emotions that sit behind what it is you're trying to do so that you know it's important enough to push through when it gets hard or when other things get in the way when your rhythm gets broken by work or by illness or even by holiday that why helps you create something sustainable if you suddenly stop going to the gym by the end of January ask yourself why why have you stopped and be honest it'll be because what you're trying to do is not important enough as compared to other things in your life perhaps there are other reasons too but the why sits deep behind it so that's the second of the three things to make sure your goal setting is sustainable and the third is that review it's that assessing how you're doing checking in with yourself being honest with yourself what have you done well what haven't you done at all what could you have done better and then use that feedback to plan ahead plan what's next and if necessary use this as a moment to change your goal you don't have to stick to them you can change them in the face of new information time has passed you know more about yourself you know more about what it is you're trying to do 
things have happened, things have changed, you can adjust your plan. You can adjust your goals rather, and then you adjust your plan. And this is actually then what resilience is all about. Resilience is not about sticking steadfastly to a firm and rigid plan that you refuse to deviate from no matter what. Resilience is about adapting that plan based on what's going on. It's adapting the goal and adapting the plan. That's a quite nice segue, almost like I planned it. As we get towards the end of the last podcast of 2021. Because the most popular of all of my ramblings across 2021 on the niche and rustic Master and Pursuit podcast was in fact an episode about resilience. Episode 71. And haven't we all needed that? And won't we all continue to need it into 2022? Who knows what's coming? Who would have thought two years ago that we would be, we would have faced what we faced? In the last two years. So who knows what's ahead? So set your, set your goals, have your resolutions, But make sure they're congruent with your values. Make sure you understand why they are important enough to you to push through when it gets hard. Know what the barriers are likely to be, both internally and externally. Build a plan to overcome those barriers. Review your progress along the way. And on that note, as the night is starting to draw in, I'm going to leave you. And I'll be back in the near future to pick up on this theme a little bit on how we create sustainable change and sustainability around our goals. So thanks for joining me. Thanks very much for your support in 2021. I hope you've enjoyed some of it, and if not, I hope it's helped you get to sleep. And I'll speak to you again soon. Happy New Year! Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.